This is Jay Allen Smith, and you're listening to Outdoor Adventures with Jason Sacco. Racks offering the coolest bow hanger on the market. Display your bow with pride in your house, your garage, or anywhere you'd like. We carry most major brands while also offering a custom service if you have an idea or logo of your own that you'd like made into a hanger. Use them to display your traditional bow, compound bow, or even your crossbow. They also work great for hanging your hunting gear, your bags, or hats. Not to mention the design just looks plain awesome all by themselves. A Rax hanger makes for a great gift for that special hunter in your life. Go to RaxInc.com to see some of the available designs or contact us to discuss the custom hanger of your own. For listeners of the Outdoor Adventures with Jason podcast, use the promo code PODCAST and get 15% off your first order. Rax, show off your passion. Welcome to Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Each week I bring the world of hunting, fishing, and conservation to you. From the great hunting and fishing opportunities found in the Americas to the dream safaris located on the dark continent beyond. I'll introduce you to those who are already out in the field living every outdoor enthusiast's dream, as well as outfitters and gear manufacturers that can make those dreams your reality. Welcome to this week's episode of Outdoor Adventures with Jason. In this episode, I'm speaking with Bart Brenton, president of Brenton USA. Brenton USA manufactures modern sporting rifles in various calibers, specifically with hunting in mind. Their slogan is premium AR hunting rifles. Bart, how are you today? I'm just fine, thank you. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, having looked at your product, in you see a lot of people that have the, oh, the modern sporting rifle, the AR-15, chambered in the 223-556, and they'll plink around with it at the benches. But your company is not about that at all. I'd really love to have you explain to the listeners what goes into a premium modern sporting rifle, a premium AR hunting rifle, and how you came about developing Brenton USA. Oh, certainly. Well, I'm, let's start at the beginning. You know, why, why do we do it? How many companies are there out there right now making rifles on the AR-15 platform? I mean, there's hundreds. I mean, every neighborhood has its neighborhood hobby shop where people are bolting rifles together. And, and we're not anti that. We actually support that. I think, I think the younger hunters, you know, go ahead and build your own. Learn, learn what it's all about. When you're ready, you know, give us a call. We have people call us all the time. That hey, I've built you know two or three of these myself, and you know I'm ready for a real one now. And it's like, well, thank you. That's flattering. You know, how can we help you? But you know, how did it get started? Well, here in Michigan, the laws changed in what 2014 to where we could hunt with a straight wild pistol cartridge. We weren't looking to start a company. We weren't even building rifles. I mean, we weren't even building our own. We went out. You know, we bought the you know 2014 version of the 450 Bushmaster in an AR platform, and we went out and. Uh, a few of us that, you know, we all hang together and hunt together. We all had problems with it. That's just, you know, that's not going to work. I mean, it gets single digits in Michigan and you spend days out there. And when you get that one opportunity, you need your rifle to perform. So we went to the next company and there were performance issues there. And that's when I just said, well, this is just stupid. I can see what's wrong. I'm an engineer by trade. So kind of parts are parts for me. We just made some phone calls, set up a supply chain, and, uh, you know, our intent was to build uppers because, again, there are so many companies out there that build lowers, we didn't think we needed to get in the game doing that. So we built our upper. It was just met with overwhelming success here in mid-Michigan and in the outlying area a little bit. And we actually got a lot of customer pushback. Hey, 
you guys need to make a lower to accompany this upper. It's just too good to not be able to get the whole package. So that's, you know, that's when ATF gets involved. That's when your whole world changes because now it's, it's, <laughs> it's you know, it's, it's now a registered item and, uh, you know, your whole world changes at that point. But we decided it was worth it. If people want it, we're, you know, we're going to build it. So we did. And uh, that was still back in the time when we were uh, BART's. Sports manufacturing, and it really took off on us, overwhelmingly took off. And that's when we started to get organized. We brought in our, our marketing team and started to establish a real corporation. And right then and there, we decided, you know, it's time to get in line with traditional firearms companies, which are family names. So we went away from the Bart's and we went to the Brenton, just out of respect for, you know, my parents, who I'll tell you, you know, they made this all popular. You know, they just raised me in a right conservative way with my head screwed on straight, you know, made me get educated. And, you know, here we are. That's how Brenton USA came to be. So just for folks that are, are maybe not from Michigan, because Bart, you're in Michigan, southern Michigan, there is a zone from, and I think it's somewhere north of the Bay City area, south to the yeah, southern border. Clear. Yeah, And you yeah. could only hunt in that part of the state with a shotgun. Right. So when it changed back in 2014, yep. as you were indicating, you could go to yep. a straight-walled cartridge, which was that 450 Bushmaster. Right. That was the really the first rifle in my memory that you could hunt in that southern half of the state. Oh, absolutely. Well, there were enough there were a couple of cartridges. One was the 450 Bushmaster, the other was was the 460 Remington. That's the pistol cartridge, and you could get revolvers chambered in that. You could get single shot, I think Thompson Centers, but but it was the 450 that really launched the AR platform here in the Midwest as a as a you know real viable hunting rifle. Yes, it allowed something besides a shotgun round, buckshot, whatever you might be using right. to be used right. and to knock down deer, give you a little bit more range and maybe a little bit more reliability in the shot uh, for anybody that's used right. buckshot before. Right. Well, it doubled our effective range. I mean, with a with a good quality slug gun, 125 yards is probably what you could reliably, ethically shoot. And now with the 450 Bushmaster, we shoot twice that far, 250 yards. With that in mind, when you started to look at these 450 Bushmasters that you guys were, you and your group of buddies were using, yep, yep. you, as you indicated, you're an engineer by trade. Explain a little bit about that, because I want folks to understand that your background plays a huge part in how these rifles are not only developed, but put together. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it does. I mean, by default, it does. I have 31 years experience working at the world's largest superconducting cyclotron laboratory located on the campus of Michigan State University. And in 31 years, in that cutting edge, I mean, first in its category, top tier, nobody like it in the world, I was exposed to lots of materials, lots of manufacturing processes. Uh, I certainly was exposed to my share of physics and mathematics in general. I became very... uh, data oriented. I'm not uh, not really swayed too much by emotional decisions and how much chrome something has on it. It's about the performance and, and it's about 
you know, what can this thing really do, and what's the what's coming out of the front of it? What's the real physics? I mean, that along with the fact that I've been a lifelong hand loader. I mean, I started hand loading when I was 12 or 13 years old, and that gives you a good understanding. Man, I still remember reading my old spear reloading book number, I think, seven. And it goes into the physics and into the energy and into, you know, bullet trajectories. And so, you know, that was a strong influence on me as a youngster. And then I spend my entire career in that type of environment. And then you couple that with, you know, Brian Litz comes along, what's probably been 10 years now with his phenomenal books taking ballistics to the next level just by default i end up well-rounded you know from that engineering standpoint and then when we need to uh, check into things or research things or manufacture things for our hunting platform to me i've done that all my life I understand the materials involved. I understand there's certain manufacturing processes that you want to use. There's certain manufacturing processes you do not want to use. There's things that happen in heat treat that you want to happen. There's things that happen in heat treat you don't want to happen. You know, want to happen or not want to happen all has to do with what are you trying to accomplish? What's your end game? Where are you going with this? What are you doing? And for us, it's to make a reliable, premium performance rifle to hunt with. Our rifle will never fail you. And all that put together is kind of where I was looking at. That's kind of created the perfect storm and that it's allowed sure, you. It did. It it's, it's allowed you to take all these when you mentioned earlier about ar parts being parts you know your uppers are milled to a certain degree and if somebody buys a sloppy lower mm-hmm. it'll work but that's not really what you want your upper designed to be on nor is it what the person that bought it wanting to receive out of it so then they're oh, absolutely they're shortchanging themselves and unfortunately your product is being shortchanged by being matched with as you well know there's poor uppers there's poor lowers there's great uppers there's great lowers there's poor rifles there's great rifles it, it, and if they get mixed together it's going to be a poor experience uh that's true um just you know a small caveat to that our rifles go out the door with fixed stocks on them i mean this is a premium performance rifle you don't go to camp perry and watch the cmp matches or you know nra high power and watch the nra matches you don't see people come to the shooting line with their precision rifle with adjustable collapsible tactical stocks that's not what you do when you need performance and so our rifles go out the door with a fixed stock now we offer special order adjustable stock not adjustable stocks that's the wrong word collapsible stock because adjustable just means that there's good fixed stocks out there that have adjustments i'm not against that that just can make a good stock even better but the collapsible stocks that people think oh ar it's got to have a collapsible stock no, it doesn't. And people are just wide-eyed when they shoulder our rifle, having never really felt this stop before. Wow, that, that really feels kind of good. Yeah, it does. It feels solid. And, you know, part of, I mean, I'm going down a little bit of a rabbit hole here, but, I mean, one of the ways that we sell our rifle to you is we put it in your hand and go, there, what does that feel like? How does that feel to you? And, you know, I'm jumping way ahead, but 
our warranty is about feel. If our rifle, I, I got to actually read it. To, if, you're, if your Brenton USA rifle doesn't give you the high quality look and feel of a premium hunting rifle with the unique handling features of an AR, we'll give you your money back. That's my Bart Brenton president, Brenton USA guarantee. Well, and for the listeners, having looked at the website for a, quite a while, I was able to meet up with Bart, was I think last weekend or so, at the Woods and Water Show in Imlay City, Michigan. This was the first time I actually got to hold any of the rifles, and the fit, finish, feel, there's nothing to really compare it to, because it's not your standard off-the-rack AR with a collapsible stock, or even if you found one with a, a fixed stock, the fit and finish and feel is completely different. I picked up this rifle. It was comfortable. It fit. It worked. And it would be, I, I can't imagine it being anything less than a joy just to, to sh- even if you're just punching paper with it. It felt like any other high-end Woodstock rifle that you might, you know, the traditional long, old, old rifle makers. This would stand up with them day in, day out. I, I have no doubt about that. That's very flattering because yeah, I, I got to tell you, Jason, that's our goal. We have a section over here in the plant that's like my, uh, I don't know, it's like it's just like where I go to collect my thoughts. And what I have there is some things that motivate me to get my mind right. It's just a big shelf of stuff. And there's no ARs on that shelf. I have an 1894 Winchester lever gun that was actually pre-turn of the century manufactured. I have a Savage 99. I have a a vintage Kentucky long rifle. I've got a Winchester Model 70 pre-64, and I've got a Remington 700 1956 manufacturer. That's what we look at. That's what we design around. That's what is American hunting. And we are evolving. We have now been, you know, we've been in conflict over in the Middle East for, you know, almost 30 years now. And we've got two generations that have come home now from there that this AR-15 platform, it's, that's their platform. That's their modern rifle. That's what they know, and it's what they want to hunt with. And so we're trying to marry the traditional feel and just the character of the American hunting rifle tradition with the new rifle in this AR-15 platform. But I would tell people, we don't make ARs. We make hunting rifles. And that's a great point because there's other manufacturers who have taken to what's called the AR-10 platform, which uses the traditional, the 30-odd six rounds, the 308 rounds, you know, the larger, what are thought of as the hunting rounds, and tried to build those platforms using the modern sporting rifle. You've stayed away from that and stayed in cartridges that are maybe a smaller caliber, but carry sometimes more horsepower than some of those other cartridges. And I'd really like to have you talk a little bit about how this AR-15 platform can give you many advantages and not start an argument with any of the pro AR-10 folks. Not that you want to, I'm just saying that's not what I'm trying to get at. I'm just trying to get at that with the cartridges you put out there, whether it be the 450 Bushmaster, which we haven't even talked about the the chambers yet, but with whether it be the 450 Bushmaster or the 6.5 Grendel, where that can serve the average hunter just as well, if not better, than looking at those bigger calibers, those bigger chamber rounds. Well, you know what? Let me circle 
back to that in a second because you've just really touched on something that I want to be absolutely clear about us. America is too divided already. And it breaks my heart to see the hunting community and the sportsman's community fall into that trap, you know, stumble down that road. We got guys that are just dyed in the wool bolt gun guys, and they always will be. And you know what? They're family. And if you're a bolt gun guy, good for you. We've got guys that are just solid, big block AR-10 guys. And it's what they like, and it's what they want. And you know what? Their family, good for you. We are not bolt gun guys, and we're not big block guys. We're the AR-15 platform guys, and we're going to stay in our lane. People call all the time, are you going to make an AR-10? No, probably not. Probably never will. But my philosophy isn't you have to buy an AR-15, you've got to buy one of our rifles. No, my philosophy is buy them all. This is America. We're hunters, and we're gun guys. Buy them all. Have an AR-10 standing in your safe. Have a bolt gun standing in your safe. And have a Brenton standing in your safe. I'm just, I'm not looking for a fight. I just don't want anybody to misconstrue anything I say. Everything has its own unique little, I don't want to use the word advantage because really I think they're all equal. But each has its place. Let's say it like that. So, all right, coming back to, you know, the AR-15 and, you know, you know the cartridges that we put in it and why. When you, again, remember I'm an engineer. So things are about numbers with me. Things are very practical and they're black and white. And I learned a lot of what I'm getting ready to say from Brian Litz and his data that he's come out with. He has an incredible piece of software that runs algorithms. You can put in the data for a typical shot and then run 1,000 algorithms to tell you what the hit probability is on that shot under those conditions. Wow. We do that. We do that with our cartridges. We use the software. And just by way of example, so that everybody listening knows what I'm talking about, let's just say we're somewhere in the neighborhood of a 400-yard shot. Okay? That's really getting out there. Now, a lot of people write about that like it's nonchalant and they write about 600 yards like that's all nonchalant no that gets pretty serious and it gets dicey when you get out there if i'm going to run the algorithms i'm going to say okay i'm capable of guessing windage plus or minus two miles an hour i'm going to range find my target plus or minus six feet my rifle is going to shoot its ammunition plus or minus 20 feet a second that's actually pretty good ammo and i'm a good shooter i'm capable of holding moa all right now moa on a bench is hard enough when you get down to it and speak in real terms and just for somebody who, and i'm sorry to cut you off but just for somebody who's not a, familiar with moa so when i say moa I mean, we take our hunting rifle and we shoot five shots down there and they are in a one-inch circle. That's a minute of angle. I don't want to go into the science and detail of it. It's not the point here. I want you to remember what I said about windage, range, plus or minus on the velocity. And I'm a pretty good shooter. I got a good setup. I can put my ammo into a one-inch circle, okay? When we get into a hunting situation, I'm not on the bench. I'm not on my, my stone slab. I've got weather. I've got... I'm trying to shoot out of the crotch of a tree or leaning off the side of a rock. Okay, so now that one-inch group probably turns into a two-inch group. Plus, I have these other variables, okay? Now, these variables that I've given you are actually not really very extreme. This is kind of like the ideal scenario. With a premium rifle and a premium shooter, the hit probability on a 12-inch wide by 9-inch tall target at 400 yards is 80%. People don't think that. 
people just go, oh, well, you aim and you shoot and you hit it. Well, no, you don't. And so when you're considering what cartridge you're going to buy, you need to consider how do these metrics affect what happens at my maximum range, which for us, we really strongly advocate, along with the Boone and Crockett Club, reasonable ethical shooting distances, which you know are about 400 yards. Just by way of example, and I'm not looking to start a fight, but I can take the premium Grendel and shoot it in those conditions, and it's going to be an 80% hit probability. I can take the Creedmoor, which is a bigger cartridge, bigger bullet, super performer cartridge, shoot it under those same conditions, it only gains me another four, four and a half percent hit probability. But it's three pounds more rifle. That's why Brenton USA stays in their lane and builds the 15 platform instead of the 10 platform. For 4% hit probability of 400 yards, I'm not carrying three pounds more rifle for a week. Yeah, it makes complete sense. It's not enough of an advantage. Absolutely not. You're actually taking a disadvantage by carrying all that extra weight. Absolutely. And so let's just, and again, I'm not picking a fight with the Creedmoor guys. And any of them who are honest will tell you my math is straight up. The Creedmoor carries performance further out. When I say performance, I'm talking about a thousand foot pounds of energy on target. And I'm talking about 1800 feet a second minimum velocity. That number comes from the bullet manufacturers for a Nosler or a Spear or a Hornady. For any of those bullets to perform, they still have to be traveling 1,800 feet a second, okay? So with my Grendel out of my little small block, I get 1,000 foot-pounds of energy at 1,800 feet a second on target out to about 450 yards. If I take the Creedmoor, I'm now not shooting a 123 grain bullet. I'm shooting a 143 grain bullet. I can extend the performance range from 450 out to 600. At 600 yards, the Creedmoor is carrying about 1,000 foot-pounds of energy at about 1,800 feet a second, okay? But go back to the hit probability mathematic. We were already at 84% at 400 yards with the Creedmoor. At 600 yards, your hit probability is less than that. And so we're very adamant about this new hunting initiative, the Boone and Crockett Fair Chase Initiative, okay? Learn to hunt again, people. We bow hunt and have to get within 40 to 60 yards. So let's gun hunt and get within 400. We're just not advocates of shooting beyond what the shooter is capable of. And even to compound things further, paper targets and steel targets don't move after you pull the trigger, and animals do. Think about what you're doing and be ethical about it. Well, and I would think with that six, and for all disclosure, I own a 6.5 Creedmoor. I've taken one animal with it. Good gun. I like it a lot. It's a lower-end brand, but with that at that time, at 400 yards, I was having to hold about 12 inches above the animal. So when you're mm-hmm. out at 600 yards, you'd have to be, let's just half that and say another 18 inches above the animal. So you're adding in that variable. That's that's a whole other variable you're adding in that if you're 400 yards or less, it's really not something you have to worry about too much. Well, the variable that destroys all good data is the wind. It's the wind. One or two mile an hour error in your estimation and your whole animal off at 600 yards. And so, again, let's be very clear here. I'm not anti-Creedmoor. I'm not anti-AR-10. For me, I'll get it done with my small block. You big block boys, more power to you. I'm fairly certain I could, not all the time, but I'm fairly certain getting 400 yards or less on an elk would be, I'd rather deal with that than try to take a six or 800 yard shot on an elk. 
with my Grendel, I have personally shot an inch and a half tall by three and a half wide group at 600 yards, okay? The gun will do it. That's not the debate here. The gun will do it. But I don't, at 600 yards, I don't carry enough velocity to get the bullet performance that I need. So it reels me back to 450. And we're shooting elk between 450 and 500. We, we've got elk at 285, 275. And a famous one that anybody wants to look up on the internet, Mark LaRue shot one just under 500 yards with a 6.5 Grendel out of an AR-15. More and more of us are doing it. There's no recoil. There's no muzzle blast. It's a phenomenal cartridge and anybody can shoot it. It's for everybody. It's not the only cartridge we make. We make lots of them. Now, you know, you head down Texas way and the guys really like the 6.8 SPC. I mean, you want to start a fight, go to Texas and start bad mouthing the 6.8 SPC. <laughs> you know, the boys like it out there. And, you know, here in the Midwest, Iowa, Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, we have zones that are shotgun only zones that you alluded to earlier. We can only use straight walled pistol cartridges. We can't use the 6.8. We can't use the 6.5 here in these areas. So we use the 450 Bushmaster, and it's a phenomenal performer. Out to 250 to 265 yards, you just can't miss a pie plate with 450 Bushmaster cartridge. I've not shot that cartridge yet, but I've heard so many good things about it. And at least the guys here in Southern Michigan that I talked to have loved having that as an option versus just the standard shotgun rounds that they would use. Yeah, and I know for fact, I know 10-year-old young man that's hunting with one of our rifles in a chambered in 450 Bushmaster. And I know two 12-year-old girls that are hunting with our 450 Bushmaster. So it's manageable. It's not fun for them. I won't kid you. You know, it's comparable to the recoil of a three-inch Magnum 20 gauge, but that's tolerable to shoot once or twice in a hunting situation. And I mean, this is where, you know, I can be proud a little bit. Compared to our rifle in 450 Bushmaster, compared to some of the lighter weight 450 Bushmaster, Master bolt action guns, our recoil is virtually half, and we don't run muzzle brake. Yeah, I noticed that on your guns, which was which was a neat option to not some of these guys to tame that that recoil or slapping muzzle brakes that you can't remove. They are, but the, there's a trick. See, with a muzzle brake, you may lose a little bit of recoil, but you gain all of that muzzle blast energy and noise back at you. It's violently loud. I, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that touched off a muzzle brake just outside the shooting shack and may never recover from the noise. Yeah, we had a gentleman that was firing three stalls down from me at a firing range in texas he had a muzzle brake on and even with my ear protection i was like son of a gun and they finally came out and said you got to take that off right because you're blowing out everybody on each of the sides of you right and see for us there's just no gain what's the gain i've got young people shooting all of our rifles what do you need a muzzle brake for what's it going to do for you absolutely nothing now our rifles are all threaded and they come with a really cool thread protector on the end but that's for hunt and suppress. We support that. We're all we're all for it. That people want to do that, go ahead. And that's becoming very big in in South Africa for the exact reason to cut down on the noise. Yeah. Now, yeah. if anybody looks at your website, which is brentonusa.com, and they go to chambers, they're current, currently see. Now, this is as of the recording on September. What are we at? The nineteenth today or eighteenth? There's currently showing six chambered available: the 450 Bushmaster, 300 Black, 65 Grendel, 22 Nosler, 223 Remington, uh, the Wildy. Did I say that right? Wildy. What? Wildy. Wildy and the 204 yeah. Ruger. But you yeah. 
also do two other chambers that will be showing there as of October 1st. Uh, 2018. Yeah, the Valkyrie will be due is due any day now, and so is the 68 SPC. It's SPC two. So that's gonna, and I know this. There's a lot of guys in Texas that like that round. It's a mm-hmm. good round for uh, just across the board hogs, coyotes. It is. It is. It, the only difference, the only difference between the 68 SPC two and the Grendel is that you just get you get a little bit more range off the Grendel than you do the SPC. At the risk of starting a fight, I'm going to say the Grendel is just a good, solid, reliable performer out to about 450 yards. And the 6.8 SPC, probably it runs out of ballistics coefficient at about 300, three and a quarter. It just, it just comes up a little short. It's just not, it's a fatter, shorter bullet. The BC is not there, so you get what you get. But I would own one of each i mean i'm sure i mean we love them all we, we don't we don't pick fights with anybody because they all have their place the 204 ruger man if you want to if you want to hunt in a semi you know residential area that's a phenomenal cartridge because they're small frangible bullets you know once you pass through your target there's no bullet left and if you happen to bounce one off the ground it's tumbling into nothingness you know, it has its place. The 223, I mean, since some of this new ammo has come out, you, they're getting incredible performance out of the 223. The 22 Nosler, you know, the, we try to, here in Michigan, the 6.8 Grendel is just really popular with the Coyote guys. And we really try as hard as we can to talk people out of that and talk them into the 22 Nosler or a 224 Valkyrie. Because look, we're hunting in the dark, we're hunting on frozen ground, and those 22 caliber bullets are just better bullets under those circumstances. I mean, once you send that bullet, it's yours, you own it, all the way to its resting place. Now on that 22 Nosler, is it talks about speeds. What, what kind of speeds do you see out of that bullet? So you're shooting 250 yards, 300 yards at the most. And we're actually shooting, we're shooting the 62 grain. I think we're shooting the 62 grain at like 3,100 feet a second. Wow. Oh, it's screaming. It puts a football sized hole. I mean, it's not fur friendly. If you're, if you're a pelt hunter, uh, 22 knots is probably not for you. But if you, if you're like a prairie dog hunter that likes to hunt coyotes, then Nosler's for you. It puts a hole through them. That's a smoking speed too. Well, and I'll tell you, there's something on the horizon that I'm really look, looking to get my hands on. Nosler is going to release a 70-grain AccuBond any day now. It, it's coming out. When Nosler puts the 70-grain AccuBond in the 22 Nosler, that is going to be an incredible youth deer cartridge. That's what I was just thinking, is that's going to be out to 200, 250, 300 yards. Probably, yeah, it's a matter of when the physics drops off. And I don't know. I haven't done the math on it. But probably probably 200 yards. That's plenty for the kids to be shooting. They need to learn to, they need to, learn to hunt. Right. Get some, get some close. But when they shoot that bullet, it's going to be traveling if it's like this yeah. 22 Nosler. Yeah. yeah. So a little bit heavier. So, yeah, it may not go as far. Like you said, the mathematics yeah. will determine that. Let's touch on something now. So people are interested. They go out to Brenton, USA. They're not sure. They have some questions like how you and I have been talking back and forth. You've got some very knowledgeable folks if they hit the contact us button correct absolutely and they'll talk your rifles all all day with them to find the right rifle that's going to fit them absolutely now are your rifles available in any retail setting or is it straight direct from you 
No, no, no. We, our desire is to actually distribute. You go to the website, you can find the you know dealer locator, upper upper right hand corner. We're in about 30 stores here in Michigan right now, and we're actually out of Michigan a little bit too. We've sold uh, we've sold uppers to California. Um, we're not going to import lowers to California because the Department of Justice in California can't even tell us what rules we're supposed to satisfy. <laughs> but, but we let our uppers go out there. We, we might have as many as 40 dealers here in Michigan. So, you know, you can go to the website and find places that have our rifles. And if not, then you can call us. We will ship a rifle to your favorite gun store. I mean, you can you can actually buy rifles on our web store. And that book, you know, we have to obey the law. You buy it, you pay for it, and we ship it to the dealer of your choice where you 4473 it, and it's yours. As we grow... You know, I don't know what's going to happen to that. I don't know if we'll keep doing that or not, because what we're really trying to do is just get a network of dealers out there. That's that's what, you know, we're, that's the end game here. Awesome. Yeah, you've got the one, it looks like so far, one set up in, in Weatherford, Texas, Gibson Sporting Goods. So if anybody's down there outside of, you know, just outside of Fort Worth, a number of them, yep. several of them are on the Midwest. So, yeah, it's very, the dealer locator is very simple. You click on it, it's going to pop a map of the U.S., you know, Drill down on it, and you'll find the dealer that's available. Yeah. Well, fantastic. So it's easy to order parts from you. Same thing. If it needs to go to a gun store, FFL, you can do that. If it's, you know, something that they want. We don't, well, let me, let me be clear. Any parts or accessories, if you buy an upper, that's not, uh, that doesn't need to go to a store. If you buy a lower, that's going to need to go to a store. Beyond that, we're not selling a lot of parts right now. I mean, there's there's companies that do that. I mean, we, we build rifles, you know, when you, when you want a premium rifle, we're your guy. And on top of that, that's a good thing. I wanted to throw one thing out there because I, I, I didn't want to miss this. So I buy a 450 Bushmaster or I buy a 6.5 Grendel. That's not generally the type of thing that I can walk into a, a big box retail store and pick up a magazine or two for. You do make extra magazines that they can order directly from your website. Absolutely. We, we actually manufacture our own magazines here in-house. Which is a big deal. It is a big deal because the Achilles heel of this platform is the reliability of the magazine. So to just take that frustration right out of the equation, you know, Bill Wilson and, and Chip McCormick back in the day, they transformed the 1911 world because of their work with the magazine. I mean, the 1911 wasn't, for the older listeners, the 1911 was a nightmare to get running right in the 80s and before. But Chip McCormick, Bill Wilson, I'm leaving out another name, they basically pioneered 1911 magazine technology. And that's exactly what we're doing with the AR-15 platform. The magazine division is called Longload, L-O-N-G-L-O-A-D, longload.com. That's up and running. We're welding bodies right now. And you're you're going to see a lot of noise come out of that company pretty soon. We've, we've already got sales and, and don't even have magazines out the door yet. We're taking orders. Full capacity for one of yours is 10 rounds. Is it? Is that what it is? Our magazines go out the door limited at five rounds, right? But it's a removable limit block. Like anybody who's ever owned a Remington 870, they come with a duct plug in them. You unscrew the front knob, 
Take the duct plug out, now it holds five. You put the duct plug back in, it holds two. Our magazines go out the door. They're five-shot magazines. If you want to take the magazine apart, pop the limit block out, now it's a full-capacity magazine. We only make one body on our magazine, one body size. So it varies by caliber, right? The 204 is a very small cartridge. I believe the magazine holds 18 at full, but when you put the 450 in it, well, now it holds eight. Okay. Right? And the Grendel, I think the Grendel holds 15 and the 6.8 SPC holds 16. Which makes it even more of a brilliant platform because I, if I end up with two or three of your rifles chambered in different rounds, I don't have to go out and buy different magazines for each round. Uh, no, you don't. There's, there's actually, I said something just a little bit confusing. I say we make one, one body. It's one body length. We actually, there's, we actually make three magazines. The, the, the LL1 is for anything in the 556 family. Okay. The blackout, the 204, the 223, the 556 uh, NATO, that's the LL1. The LL2 is what you know we call the metric magazine. That's the 6.8 SPC. It's the 6.5 Grendel. It's the Valkyrie. It's the Nosler. Okay, that's the LL2. The LL3 has to have centering tabs welded in it because the 450 is a single stack. Oh, all right. So we've got the LL3. The LL3 is unique. It does the 450, and, you know, that's that. We don't chamber for the 458 SOCOM. One of our magazines would feed it. I just don't know which one's sitting here. Well, we won't, we won't worry about that one. We'll just know that we've got enough to cover every gun you make. Yeah, that's fact. Well, and, and others. I mean, listen, we make, we make premium rifles and we make premium magazines. And if you're having a magazine issue with whoever, you know, whatever platform you're running, uh, you might want to try one of our magazines. With that, I appreciate the time you've given me to talk about Brenton. Uh, I think this is sure. really a gun company that really should be gaining a ton of press because of the type of guns you make. Once I held that gun, I was a convert. Once I was able to pick that gun up and hold it, and even though I haven't fired around with it, having fired enough other rifles, that was just a, as your slogan says, that was a premium rifle. You could just tell by the fit and the finish of it. On this, you are going to be at the 2019 SHOT Show? Yes, sir. We, yes, we will be at Range Day also. So anybody out there at that time in Las Vegas, please stop by and see, see everybody at the Brenton booth. If you happen to be at SHOT Show and on, on the Range Day, so much the better. You get over there and, and see what, what is going on with that rifle. I, I can't imagine you'd be disappointed the slightest bit. So with that said, you know, get on to Brenton USA. I'm going to have links to a lot of the stuff that you talked about, Bart, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm. folks can go right to the show notes and pull everything up that, that's been discussed with direct links to your website, as well as the, some of the books that were mentioned on dealing with ballistics and so forth. Um, and a lot of guys that already are into the ballistics may have some of these items. But if you have questions, call Prenton USA. They're folks that they'll talk to you, can fill in all the information. And, and just so that you're aware that Bart in building these rifles isn't building them, well, he's building them from an engineering standpoint. You are a lifelong hunter, and it's not just for whitetail. You've taken a number of different animals yeah yeah and we and we have an extensive network we have we have rifles that the public hasn't seen yet that are out taking game animals right now we have an r&d division we've got some cartridges of our own that are in the wildcat stage right now out doing you know live performance testing so stay tuned there's a lot going on over here good there's more to come as you like as it say that's a fact awesome well i appreciate the time I hope folks jump over and even if you're not in a position to buy one of these rifles at the time, look at the website. There's a lot of great information out there. It 
can really get you started to thinking along that lines of, well, what cartridge is going to work best for me? You know, instead of buying the advertising, which a lot of people do, that's what it's designed to do. Get in there and learn some of the numbers and see what these different rounds can do for you based upon your hunting. And uh, again, Bart, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your time. Well, hey, no, thank you. I enjoy it. And any opportunity we get over here to help educate, uh, we're just all for it. Fantastic. Well, I hope you have a great day. It was my pleasure, and uh, I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Come early spring, it's getting green. Fisher on the bed, and hear those turkeys gobble. Ringing in my head. The winter rise bass boat, here comes another year. Yeah, we command the outdoors round here. Oh, we command the outdoors. Yeah, we command the outdoors. Come summertime, we're feeling fine, fishing on the lake, flipping jigs in Carolina rigs, from early morning till real late. Bonfires on the creek bank, kick back a couple beers, yeah we command the outdoors around here, yeah we command the outdoors. Yeah, we command the outdoors. Next year's doves until you know winter's on the way. Brushing blinds and deer stands. The fever starts to creep. Fill our freezers full of ducks, lots of tender deer. Yeah, we command the outdoors around here. Yeah, we, we command the outdoors. Yeah, we, we command the outdoors. So grab your guns, shells, boys. Put on your camouflage. Cause we command the outdoors around here We command the outdoors